Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy. I am the confidence, communication, and love coach for women over 40. Every Tuesday, I interview top experts and cutting-edge authors who teach you how to attract and sustain healthy relationships. And today I'm going to be speaking with Rihanna Milne, who is a life, dating, and relationship coach and the number one best-selling author and expert on dealing with trauma. And we're going to be talking about how childhood trauma and unconscious emotional triggers impact adults in life and love. And I love this topic. I was just chatting with Rihanna for a few minutes before the show because it is so important to really figure out where our triggers come from. We all have triggers. And um, something I'm going to be sharing tonight on a webinar is a story about uh, a couple who they were dating for a couple months and and all of a sudden he just like con- kind of flipped out on her and she had no idea what had happened. And I said, he's bringing his past to his present relationship because that had nothing to do with her. Um, he just misinterpreted something and jumped to a conclusion. And basically, she saw a side of him that was really um, ugly because he didn't want to talk about it. So what we're going to do today is talk about it. And um, one of my big things is helping women become women of value. And what I mean by that is that women who work with me learn to really love themselves deeply, to understand their core essence, the, the things that really make them come alive, what makes them unique, and also what are their principles, their their values, because if we live in alignment with our values, everything else becomes aligned. And so the, this week's tip on how to be a woman of value is step number 24 in my 30 steps, and it is love is your birthright. And love, as many people don't think... <laughs> Um, many people think that love is elusive to them and and it's not something that they're meant to experience. And I want you to know that love is your birthright. It is something that that you deserve and it is part of the human existence that our love, love is available to everyone. So please don't give up on love. Just learn these amazing tips that we share here at Last First Date Radio and at lastfirstdate.com. And I also share amazing tips and tools in my private Facebook group. So if you're not yet a member, go to Your Last First Date. That's Your Last First Date on Facebook. And the conversation there is supportive, kind, and really People ask questions about every aspect of dating, so know that you're not alone. And now let me introduce my guest for today. Rihanna Milne is a certified global life dating and relationship coach and a number one best-selling author and expert on dealing with trauma. And she helps people overcome fearful negative mindsets to tap into their personal power and positive conscious mindset for success in in life and love. 
with close to 90% of adults experiencing adverse childhood events, Rihanna explains how emotional triggers from the past influence our reactions and behaviors as adults, often sabotaging self-confidence and happiness in all life areas. And she believes that we all come from an element of childhood trauma, and how we handle that is vital to our relationships. I could not agree more. Welcome to the show, Rihanna. Hi, Sandy. How are you? So nice to have have me on your show. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Because this, this is a topic that I think people are going to find extremely valuable. So let's get started and talk about you for a moment. Um, I always like to know how you came to do the work you did you do today, and mm-hmm. it usually has something to do with, with your own experience with trauma, I'm guessing. Well, I've been a couple singles and family therapist for over 18 years in the New Jersey area, and then now currently I'm in Delray Beach, Florida. And really as a therapist, I felt I wasn't serving my clients well enough, so became a certified relationship coach with Relationship Coaching Institute. And I really love the VIP service that I give them. My clients, because they are people of trauma, are able to reach out, you know, by text and by email. It's like a VIP service. And uh, I created my programs, Dating to Mating and Relationship Rescue, for my own search for an emotionally healthy, evolved love. And I did over two years of research, and there's over 200 books cut into my book, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve. And I wanted the answers that I didn't learn anywhere in school, not in high school, not in my bachelor's, not in my triple master's in applied clinical psychology. Nobody tells you how to have that emotionally healthy, evolved, and conscious relationship. So I did the mad research on it. And recently then, the Kaiser Permanente Group out of San Diego came out with the research that 89.8% of adults have experienced at least one childhood trauma. So I was really happy to see that research. It kind of tied up in a nice bow everything I've been researching and have found evident to be true, but the research really specified what the traumas were. And there's about 20 of them. But for most of my interviews, I talk about the top 10. Um, And that was really helpful for me to um, help find a healthier partner and understand what had happened in my past relationships. And it was ironic because most of the people I was attracted to um, had a high degree of childhood trauma. So I wanted to find out why was I attracted to that. And I had to examine my own life and see that there was some childhood trauma around my father. Um, There was an abandonment situation, and that was trauma number six. And number seven, I I did endure some childhood bullying. So these are some things that actually came out of my adult love relationship, and it was really great for me to understand that. And I got very deep in the subject and really love helping my coaching clients understand their past traumas and where they're coming up and why they're attracted to the people they are. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting story, and I think that um, when you do your own work, you become even better at helping other people. I, I love that you walk your talk. So it's a real passion um, for helping others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can hear the passion. And um, I, I've actually interviewed the the uh, founders of the Relationship Coaching Inst- Coach oh, okay. Institute. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, David and his wife, um, 
were on my show. And so I've been following their their okay. coaching practice for done a while. That. Yeah, we just got doing a docu series together, Radical Dating, yeah. Finding Lasting Love Over Forty. And my client mm-hmm. Scott did tremendously well on that series and I really enjoyed being mm. a part of it. As cool. one of their life and dating right. coaches. Mhm. That's great. I, I watched a little part of some of the series that they had on Facebook and um it was fascinating to watch. And yeah, so that the tools that, that they use are really helpful in going deeper within and um mm-hmm. and that's some of the work that you do here. So let's Let's talk about um, childhood trauma and how does that affect people and and hold them back. Okay. Well, I always advise the listeners to get a paper and pen out when I go over the 10 traumas and make three Mm -hmm. columns on the paper. One, does this apply to you? Two, does it apply to your current partner or someone when you struggled in the past with someone you were with? And three, do you know if your parents endured any of the 10 traumas? Because childhood trauma tends to go through the generations. So I'll give you a keyword for each of the 10, and then I'll go a little bit deeper. So the first word would be addiction. So remember, when you are young, you're very innocent, and all you know is what your parents present to you as quote-unquote normal. So your childhood normal As an adult, you may be expecting things to happen one way, but your partner's normal is totally different than yours. So this is where conflicts sometimes come in. So when you were a young child, did you experience any of these 10 things? One, did either one of your parents have an addiction? So it could be to drugs, alcohol, sex, porn, eating, hoarding, spending, gambling, gaming, TV watching. Those are just a few that are very common. Um, so if one or either parent had any of that. Two, did you experience verbal abuse? Now, did you witness it as in a domestic violence situation with mom and dad yelling all the time, or were you also a recipient of yelling, cursing, anger, put-downs, or even given the silent treatment when they were mad at you? So that's verbal. Number three would be emotional Mm -hmm. abuse or neglect. So did you ever feel a lack of safety? Um, Were you ever neglected? And sometimes, you know, not by fault, but let's say you had a single mom and they worked nine to five and you came home from school at three, so for two hours you were by yourself and had to make way. Well, that's usually a high anxiety situation for a child that has to come home alone. Um, So, and then, of course, there's other more severe neglect and emotional abuse. Number um, four is sexual abuse, rape, or molestation, whether that happened inside or outside of the home. That's always a very high trauma event. And all the way up to the age of 25, because the brain is still forming up to age 25, and trauma does stay in the brain and the body cells. So um, that's a big trauma. The next one would be abandonment, which is there's two types, fault and no fault. So a no fault abandonment is, for example, if your parents, was in a car crash and died early, if your parents had to go off and serve at war, or if your parent travels a lot to go to work to help support the family. Um, those are all no fault. A fault abandonment might be after divorce. Let's say dad moves away. He promises to see you every other weekend. He keeps dropping his promises, doesn't see you as much as he should, and that's a fault abandonment. The next one is... 
um, if you were adopted, part of foster care, or had to go live with relatives or friends because mom or dad could not take care of you. Number seven would be personal trauma, and that one is if you've experienced bullying. You remember feeling different as a kid. Maybe you weren't chosen for the sport teams or you were overweight or very skinny and awkward. Um, if you were born with a medical condition or developed one as a, a teenager, you just remember feeling different and not good enough for some reason. The next one would be sibling trauma. Either your sibling was born with a medical condition and, or developed one later in life and they got a lot of attention from mom and dad or the sibling bullied you or one of the most common is your sibling was, quote, the golden child, unquote. So uh, they were perceived by the family or your parents to be either more beautiful, more intelligent, more athletic, the favored child, <laughs> in other words. The next one would be family trauma, and I also include community trauma in this one, and community trauma is actually not one of their top ten, but I've moved it there. Because community trauma has become so uh, prevalent in our society with the California fires and people losing their homes, with the floods in Puerto Rico, uh, hurricanes in Florida, Houston, and the mass shootings, most recently like in Las Vegas and around our world, community trauma has become so much more prevalent than it used to be even a few years ago. And family trauma would include... If you're struggling with poverty, most of the time when you're growing up, um, military families have to move every four years. These children have to find new schools and make new friends every four years. Um, if a parent was incarcerated, so those are just a few of the family traumas. And then the last one, number 10, is if mom or dad had a mental health issue, two of the most difficult to deal with is borderline personality this is a very black-white type personality type. One day they might come home and they love you, and the next day they're raging with anger, and you never know what you're going to get. When they're good, they're great. When they're bad, they're horrid. Um, so borderline is very difficult. That tends to go through the generations. And the other one is bipolar, which is also known as manic-depressive. Let's say mom could be very depressed and staying in bed, and then another few days she's up and happy and you know, totally different personality types. So those are the two most difficult. And if children grow up in a high anxiety or high depressed household, they tend to present with that as well as an adult. So those are the mm. 10 traumas. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I've probably had almost all of these. <laughs> <laughs> there um, you go. Now, most yeah, people I remember hearing these a while back mm -hmm. and thinking, like, I don't think people associate a lot of these with trauma. And I once had a client who wanted to know why she ended up with a narcissist because she said her parents were just so loving and caring. And so we dug a little deeper, and it turned out her mother was physically ill when she was a child, and she was the only child. And so mm -hmm. there was this message that you have to behave all the time, be quiet, Mom is sick. She's fragile. Right. Not out of evil intent, but because of that, she became a people pleaser, and she suppressed yes. her loud exuberance um, for her family, and then she ended up in that toxic relationship because that was all she yes. knew. And a lot so of women become people-pleasing. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so because... let's talk about that, the, the 
what happens, um, you know, what's the the result of all of these these traumas and how to Are you there? Okay, yes, now I'm here. I was disconnected for a moment. Yes, oh, okay. okay. I will go into some of those. Uh, well, we'll continue with people-pleasing because many women grow up uh, society saying, be the good little girl. Um, another example is if mom is alcoholic and not to anger her, she will overdo and take care of the siblings, help clean the house. So she's used to people-pleasing to keep the peace. So these women will overdo for their spouse, their children, and then feel internally resentful and angry. Um, People that have had abandonment issues, they often become clingy to their partner. They may have high anxiety when their partner is gone, or they'll seek attention from the opposite sex if they're not getting the type of attention that they want. So that's an abandoned issue. Um, Let's talk about manipulation or lying. Let's say there's a little boy and um, he's told at home that what he has to say isn't important or he's stupid, he's felt not important, and he'll go into his female teacher and charm her and she'll, you know, take to him, oh, he's so cute, blah, blah, blah. So they used to, they're used to manipulating women to get the attention and the love that they want that they might not have gotten at home. Lying happens, and you might have heard some people that they lie for no reason. They lie over the littlest thing. Well, this person learned mm-hmm. lying as a survival tool. So if he came home with an F on the test and said he, he's going to try and change it to an A and gets away with it, he finds, wow, lying can save me. Save me from the wrath of, um, you know, a severe beating from dad. So lying became, it usually is a coping mechanism as a child why these things are developed, you know. So it was a coping mechanism that worked and it just became a way of life. So those are just a few. Um, jealousy is, again, that comes from being teased or not feeling good enough where you might hold on to your partner too tight try to control your partner's actions. Now, control can work very well in the workplace. And a lot of very highly successful women are my clients. They do very well in business, but then they are failing in love and they can't figure it out. And they have a high level of control at work and then they try and just be the same person in their relationship. And it's highly imbalanced. And, you know, a man that's got a good ego and is intelligent, uh, he doesn't want to be bossed around. He doesn't want to be controlled. So what I work on, since I'm a clinical trauma professional, is I work on getting the brain and body to process these past traumas differently. And I do a lot of holistic tools that my clients learn. So my coaching is divided into two parts. Life coaching is part one, and then love coaching and learning the exact skills you need to an attract an emotionally healthy, evolved, and conscious partner, that is part two. Because we have to clean up the first part first. And, mm-hmm. you know, it takes a successful single to attract somebody who is also emotionally healthy. So we make sure we make all the unconscious conscious and get rid of all the faulty past coping mechanisms that really did help you to survive as a child in the world that you were presented. Mm. Yeah, I often say that the work I do is to um, 
attract uh, is is to become a better human first, and mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. attract and then attracting your ideal partner. So I love that that you do it in two parts. And mm-hmm. um, so how I know I've done EMDR um, to process trauma differently. Is there um, do you can you share an exercise with us that will help people to process trauma differently? Is there something you can share? Oh, there's so many things that I do. Um, one just off the top of my head is my all my clients do a process called divine meditation. It's a four-step meditation, and quantum physics and neuroscience has proven that meditation lowers anxiety, depression, cortisol level, which is your fight-or-flight level, and blood pressure. I mean, I have a lot of clients say, oh, I'm trying to diet, I eat so healthy, but I can't lose any weight. That's because their anxiety is high and their cortisol levels are high. When cortisol levels high, also memory is down. So we have to relax the brain and the body, and slowly over time it starts because the brain is always growing, and it does grow neurotransmitters and new cells. So we are retraining the brain to be and think differently. And with um, just, usually it happens within five to seven days of someone meditating in, in the way that I teach them, they are already calmer. They're already not going into impulse reactions, which is very common. Impulsivity is making risky choices that could destroy your relationship or hurt your partner. They're slowing everything down. They're thinking through um, I have a technique called the four questions. They ask themselves, will this choice, action, or these words hurt me in any way, hurt my partner, the one I love, hurt my family or children or extended family or hurt my reputation in the community or on the job? And if any of those are a yes, you don't do it. <laughs> so, I mean, there's so many mm. different um, tools that, and they're simple, but all added up come to retrain the brain to think and do differently. And we and mm-hmm. many people of childhood trauma have very negative mindsets, so we do a lot of mindset work. You know, working mm-hmm. on taking most people studies show have 8 out of 10 thoughts are negative or self-punishing, and we turn that completely around to make it 8 mm-hmm. out of 10 are positive. And when two negative ones come up, right away you're thinking, mm, where did that come from? Okay, that came from this Mm -hmm. feeling when I felt this way with mom. Then you give an affirmation to the wounded child and you move forward. And soon those negative thoughts barely come up at all. And if they do, you catch them right away and you process them. So that's just three techniques very quickly what I use. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Um, So when somebody's in a long-term relationship, I'm imagining that a lot of these traumas show up um so a lot of times people are like blindsided because things start out so lovely and and this Mm -hmm. is basically what happened in this last relationship i was talking about before yeah they sound like my typical clients (laughs) right yeah they they dated for two months he was gorgeous chivalrous fabulous amazing um kind and because she didn't answer two of his texts in a row he imagined that she wasn't interested, that she was cold, that she didn't care about him. Um, and it was like, mm-hmm. uh-huh, childhood trauma. That's actually much. called, so. yeah, that's actually called false negative assumptions. 
when somebody mm. assumes that the other partner is doing something else or they don't like you anymore. And that's very dangerous mm-hmm. and it's very common in those with childhood trauma. So right. we so really you're, put you're a projecting, right. You're projecting mm-hmm. from your past onto the present person. And this is what people Correct. do. They, if they don't work this through, if somebody cheated on them in the past or, um, you know, I definitely had a limiting belief and I'm going to speak about it on the webinar tonight. Um, about men don't come through for you. That was my message at home, men don't come through for you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my clients have that one too, like people who grew up with a father who was incompetent or not there for the mom. And the mom constantly gave you this message, your dad's lazy. Right. He's, you know, so that's, you walk around thinking men are lazy. Men are, you know, so. And a lot of it's not conscious. You don't. Yeah, a lot of yeah. them don't say that, but it's deep down unconscious belief system. Mm-hmm. That's there why we say it's unconscious. That we pick up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The imprinted so, habits and messages. Yeah, so there's there are a lot of breakups because of things like this. So, um, you know, so what can you explain what happens and then what people can do to prevent it? Mm-hmm. Um, well, research shows that usually these relationships start falling apart between four and nine months, and normally when it gets into a more serious stage, so either with an engagement, a marriage, moving in together, uh, because initially, yes, they are on their best behavior. We call that the 90-day rule, where everybody's perfectly mm-hmm. lovely, and those that are also we call the old term is called ACOA, adult child of an alcoholic or other traumas. And now, you know, since that term came out, the 10, 10 to 20 traumas have been defined. But um, they're usually very charming, romantic, sexy, fun, confident, loving, um, and the partner usually moves very quick. This is a red flag, and they have the stellar art of seduction. So someone that might have come from a home where they felt neglected, this is like their ideal partner, right? So I I also tell them, you know, heavy chemistry is an unconscious pull to your past. So you have to be very careful and slow everything down. And this is why I say don't get intimately involved very quickly because you really have to dig deeper. And with my coaching, I teach there's 20 dating questions that my clients know to ask on the first or second date. And in our, our crew, we call it a one and done. I had a one and done. And that meant they asked two to three questions and immediately identified some severe childhood trauma that they don't want to move forward. It's different if someone recognizes their trauma and then they did the personal transformation work or the coaching um, to make the unconscious conscious and work on this. But when I have Mm -hmm. a couple that comes to me, for example, and they are fighting and it's toxic, you know, the first thing we do is I break down what are their childhood traumas, where is it coming from, why, because you can't change what you don't understand. So we make sure each partner understands the childhood wounds of the other, and when they're starting to come up, everything is slowed down, Um, they take a therapeutic break, they come back, they discuss, they come up with two solutions to the problem, And, you know, they hear each other out. And then they also admit, I think this had come from, you know, dad always breaking his promises to me. So when he broke his promises and you broke your promise this time, that really hurt me. I know that's a big trigger for me. So then the other partner knows to apologize and say, I'm sorry. 
you're right, I realize that is something that's important to you. I'm going to do better. And then it's a forgiveness conversation. So we do a lot of forgiveness work and how to work through the forgiveness to reopen the lines of loving communication and take away the blames. And I go into communication skills quite a lot because my bachelor's degree is from Penn State is in speech communication. So we go into pitch, tone, volume, pace, everything, so that communication becomes loving and safe again. Mm-hmm. It takes time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <takes> yeah. Time. <laughs> but um, uh, This is why I definitely am in alignment with everything you're saying. I, I totally um, teach the same same kinds of things because people mm-hmm. don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to set boundaries. They, they don't know how to deal with triggers. And these are these are deal breakers in relationships. Um, so before we go, I just would love to hear one or two dating questions that could help um, to help people to know what to ask, what kind of questions. Sure. I mean, they're very simple. They're very elementary. Like the first one could be, tell me about your mom and dad. And it's amazing how honest people are when they say, oh, my dad, you know, he's kind of a jerk. He's an alcoholic and was always angry with my mom. So, and you can say, Mm -hmm. oh, did they verbally fight a lot? Now you're getting abuse as well. Did you witness him hitting her? Now you're getting a third one, you know, so... You can identify the traumas fairly quickly within two to three questions. Mm-hmm. Um, another one could simply be, you know, tell me about your brothers and sisters. You can either say, oh, my gosh, we're really close, but we're different, but we just respect our differences. Or you might hear, oh, I haven't talked to my brother in two years. I think he's a jerk. Oh, why? What happened? So it's like normal mm-hmm. conversational type questions. But you're alert. And, you know, in my front section of my Love Beyond Your Dreams book, I talk about the 19 personality types that can break your heart. So people who take my program know what they're looking for. So dating, Uh um, it's also fun because I say, you know, you look like you're, you're meeting new friends and it's a great experience and it becomes easy once you know what you're looking for. You're not going in there blind. So that's half the power of knowing what Mm -hmm. you don't want and exactly knowing what you do want, which is the second half of the book, because I do describe exactly what that emotionally healthy evolved relationship looks like. So they have to know Mm. what they're aiming for and ask the questions to see if the person in front of them, you know, has done some of this work, if they're still struggling with that, if there's still anger behind their words. Um, And then we have the red flag checklist which is about 35 things that they look at, if there's any red flags that come up in the communications. So knowledge is power, you know, and and my Mm -hmm. VIP program, that's why it's six months, but I do have the Life and Love Training Academy, which is a 90-day online training program. They get the materials online, and then I coach them, um, you know, to know these skills because once they get the skills, they're ready to get out there and date, and they do it with Mm -hmm. confidence, and that's, we weren't taught that, you know. And I said, this has got to be a program no, that teaches not. all this. And that's why, you know, love is 424 pages. It's it's a big book. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's everything I wish I knew and didn't get until I researched it over two years. So that's what mm-hmm. I wrote into the book. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Knowledge is definitely power. And like I say, you know, with new knowledge comes new hope and possibilities. And Absolutely. I think that... Most people are dating blind. Um, I think I used to have a program called Dating in the Dark. 
um, mm. and um, or the naked truth about dating in the dark. And mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's just important to have your eyes open, to to be informed, and to these these are fabulous skills. So um, tell yes. tell our audience how they can reach you. I know you have some some things to give away. Absolutely. I offer a free life and love transformation strategy session. For singles, it's a $500 value. And for couples, it's a $1,000 value. I give you up to one hour of my time. We go deep into your past traumas. So if this conversation resonated with you, all you need to do is go to my website, rihannamilne.com. It's R-I-A-N-A-M-I-L-N-E.com. There's a pop-up fill it out, tell me your story. I get the email, no one else sees it. It's very private. And then we will make an appointment. And also on my website, on the homepage, is free downloadable chapters. I think it's the first 50 pages of both books, Live and Love Beyond Your Dreams. And Live is meant to improve the mindset for success. And Love is, you know, what I described earlier. And they are meant to go together. They're sister books. So I hope that will be helpful to your listeners. Awesome. It sounds really helpful. So thank you so much, Rihanna, for coming on the show and for doing this amazing work out in the world and helping people improve their life and their love. Thank you. I always say it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve. So I wish your audience the very best in life and love, and I'm here. If I can help you, please reach out. Thank you so much, and thank you, everyone, for listening today, and I hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. Bye.